And I don't know about you, but I've come to understand that can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. I'm so delighted this morning, and I stand right now to give honor and praise to God. I'm delighted today that as we celebrate this wonderful day, and we will honor our one of our senior deacons today, uh, Deacon William Wiggins, and we're going to honor him. And I'm just excited about doing that today. I'm excited that uh, our dear brother, Deacon Charlie, has come down. Charlie Jones has come down or come up here from Bridgeport to be with us. He's going to be with us to do the honoring on behalf of Connecticut State Deacon Alliance. But on this day, I'm also excited because we've got old friends and family that have come to town. And so I got so excited that I picked up in the spirit realm that this sister was on her way. And I said, if you're coming, the Lord already laid you on my heart. And I feel there's an anointing on your life and for a word for us. So I'm excited that we have a published author, a teacher, a preacher, a woman of God and a woman of excellence. I'm excited today to have one of our own come home. She's living in the Atlanta, Georgia area, but she's here today. And I want you all to welcome with me to the pulpit after the, the choir, the, the choir, the, the praise and worship has finished today. I'm excited to welcome today the Reverend Dr. Linda Chen, who's going to preach a word from the Lord. I'm going to yield to the pulpit today because I know the woman of God has a word of God with our name on it. Let's get ready for the word. Come on, Gloria. Lift us up. Hallelujah. Glory to God be 
to stay here. I'm all right right here. I'm all right right here. <laughs> but we have an assignment today, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 All of you, God. All of you, 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 all of you. Get your glory. Bless, enlighten, renew, and transform your people, oh God. In the name of Jesus, by the power of your spirit. Hallelujah. It is in the matchless and majestic and awesome and powerful and yoke-destroying and setter-breaking name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Bring you greetings from Atlanta, Georgia. Bishop Dale Brown is my pastor, and I give honor, hallelujah, to my earthly angel, Michael Chin. <laughs> Praise Jesus, Stephen Chin. I love you, baby. <laughs> and my goodness, my friend, hallelujah, Bishop Watts, I just love the man of God. Lady Watts, God bless you and keep you. Hallelujah, deacon, deaconess, mothers, hallelujah, brothers and sisters in Christ, family and friends. There's a word from the Lord. There's a word. Hallelujah, give it everything you've got. The Lord says, give it everything you've got. Give it everything. Everything. Hallelujah. The word of God for the people of God, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. I'm reading from the King James Version. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, God. Get what's due you unto. Hallelujah. Me. This is the Apostle Paul talking unto me. You read. If you stand for the reading of the word, then honor. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. Unto me, he says, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among or to the Gentiles the unsearchable, the unfathomable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Christ Jesus to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers, say principalities and powers, to the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be named, made known by the church. <laughs> the manifold wisdom of God, hallelujah, you may be seated in the presence of God, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. The apostle Paul uh, writes to a group of Gentiles in Ephesus um, who were rich um, but didn't know it. And so they were acting like paupers and they were acting like beggars. And sometimes when you don't know what you have and you don't know who you are, you don't behave the way you should. Praise Jesus, somebody. And so he had to let them know that you've been adopted into this body, into this God plan, into this administration, into this household of God. You've been accepted, you've been redeemed, you've been forgiven, hallelujah. You've been seated in heavenly places, he tells them. You have the seal of the Holy Spirit. You have access to the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. You are fellow citizens with the Jews, praise God, who are now, he is the cornerstone. Jesus Christ is a cornerstone, right, who created one household. A cornerstone creates it, it, it gives access to two walls. It joins two walls together. That's what the cornerstone does. So that we have become one building, the Bible says, one temple, hallelujah, holy, hallelujah, the temple of the spirit of the living God. And so Paul says, I was given just two assignments. He said, I become, a, I become, a, 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 what you want to call it, a prisoner. <laughs> a prisoner, he said, for you Gentiles. 
I said, he said, this is what's happening. This is going on with my life because of you. <laughs> For you, praise Jesus. He said, one of my assignments is to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. And I feel, I, I, I feel like as the body of Christ as believers, we don't have a clue as to the riches we have in Christ Jesus. And so, so, so we don't act like it all the time, praise God. Then fold two is a twofold assignment. His second assignment was to make to bring to light to all men, to all men. Watch this. He said, your fellow heirs and members of Christ to bring to light the mystery of the plan of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this mystery was that we are one family, that the Gentiles have come into the fold of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are one body. No, we are no Jew, no Gentile, no bond, no free. We are one body, black, white, Baptist, uh, AME, ABC, XYDZ, all of that. We are one body, hallelujah. Lutheran, we are one body, hallelujah, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this was hidden in God, this mystery, he said, was hidden in God, hallelujah, who created all things, you got to give it everything you got. Who created all things. And so to the intent, this was the intention, that the manifold wisdom of God would be made known by the church. Through the church. Through us, y'all. To the principalities and the powers. And yes, the rulers of darkness. And so when are we going to get to the point when we let the devils know who's in charge? We got to use everything we've got, everything that we have. Hallelujah. Oh, bless God. So that's why he told us in Ephesians 6 and 12, you know, you think you're fighting against your mama, your daddy, your husband, your cousin, your auntie, your boo thing, whatever it is. Praise Jesus. You're not fighting against them. He said, you are wrestling against principalities of darkness and rulers and authority. Where? In the heavenly realms. The places you're wrestling against things we can't even see. Things we, we can't even see. Things that are unknown and unbeknownst to us, but should not be. Praise Jesus. So, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He says, you don't fight against flesh and blood. Don't fight against each other. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Don't fight against each other. We know what's not permitted in the kingdom, but we don't get to judge who loves who. We, we don't get to judge that. Our responsibility is to show these principalities. Our responsibility is to show these powers the manifold wisdom of God. What is the manifold wisdom of God? The variegated, the multicolored, the, the multifaceted wisdom of God. That's what it is. That's what we're supposed to do. And so that means that you have to take as heirs of Christ. Listen, if he created all things and we're heirs to Christ, then all things belong to us. He gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He gave us all things. So that means you have to use everything spiritual, hallelujah, everything intellectual, everything that you have access to socially, your whole body, your hands, your mouth, your mind, your feet, hallelujah, your legs, bless God, your talent, your gifts, your character, ha, your character, your character, your habits, your deeds, right? Look, even, look, even, even some bling, hallelujah, to praise God in order. That's what he wants us to do. You got to use everything you got, hallelujah, to let people know and let the demons and devils know, hallelujah, that they're not in charge. There's too much that we're wrestling against. And it's our responsibility. The Bible says it is the church. His intention was for the church 
to show them his manifold wisdom. Now, what's his wisdom? It's his full and supreme intelligence. It, it, it is the fact that he knows the end of a thing from the beginning. We're supposed to let the principalities and powers know that. We're supposed to let the rulers of darkness of this world, of this age, know that who's in charge. Hallelujah. Love Bishop, but Bishop ain't in charge. Right? Love my husband. Right? But, but why? God is the one who's in charge, and thus he is called the Lord of hosts. Praise God. So we have to use everything we've got in order to fulfill this assignment to show forth the manifold wisdom of God. What is us wisdom? It's that supreme, hallelujah, intellect. It is, oh my God, I just, I thank God. It's also his foreknowledge of everything. Hallelujah, it's his interpretation. He interprets dreams. He gives, he gives meaning to numbers. You know, we're not talking about numerology. That's not, we're talking about God who created all things. He created numbers, right? It's how he governs and how he rules. That's how, that's our intention. That's the, the function of the church. That's what we are supposed to doing. How God rules, not how we think, right? Not what mom and them said, right? Not traditions that are binding, right? But the manifold wisdom of God, how he imparts truth with skill, how he can speak to you and you and you and you and me and say one sentence and it means something different. He's saying something different. We're talking about the rhema word of the living God. Hallelujah. He is the living God and he can talk to me the way he talks to me and it won't get, you will never understand what he's saying because he's not talking to you, right? I will never understand what he may be saying to you because when he's talking to you he's talking to his daughter Tasha not my business hallelujah not my business and so this is what you have to do so how do we do this how do we show the principalities the authorities the rulers of darkness of this age how do we show them the manifold wisdom of God I'm so glad you asked right you may have to show him a different way but one way you show him is that you have to grow so you have to grow. You, it's, it's, thank you, Lord. I, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Believe in him. And I believe that God raised him from the dead. And so now you saved and you think that's the end of it, baby. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. That's the birth. And so you have to grow. You have to be diligent to add certain things to your faith according to, hallelujah, Second Peter. We're going there, huh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. I just, I just want you to see this, verses 5 through 9. He says, you got to, first of all, you got to be diligent. And you've got to add to your faith. You've got to add to your faith. You have to add to it. You have to add to your faith. And what are the things you have to add to your faith? You have to add virtue. He's talking about adding excellence to your faith. You can't just, oh, you know, that's good enough for government work. Oh, baby, that's so fine. That's good. That's good enough right there. No. When you're talking about the things of God and the people of God, you have to add virtue and a spirit of excellence. You ought to desire to do excellent for the one who said, let there be and there was. Hallelujah. You have to add knowledge to your virtue. What, add knowledge. How, how, I'm not trying to be funny, but how much scripture do you really know? How much word do you really know? How much about your daddy do you really know? See, this thing is about a relationship. How well do you know him? Ah, oh, you got to add knowledge. You have to add knowledge to the thing he's called you to do. Listen, if he's called you as a scientist, you have to keep learning about science. If he's called you as an attorney, bless God, and you my attorney, I hope you keep trying to know something about the law because the laws change every time you turn around, every time you blink. Hallelujah. If you're a doctor, you have to keep adding to your knowledge the things of medicine. Do you understand what I'm saying? And to your knowledge, you need to add temperance. Control yourself. Control yourself. Listen, I, let me tell you something I said the other morning. Truth, right? I said, girl, you need to calm down and grow up for Christ's sake. And I was talking to myself. <laughs> I was talking to Linda. 
right? So you got to grow up. You have to control yourself, control your behavior. Control. Oh, I'm, I'm, don't let me get ahead of myself, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Let me flow in you in the name of Jesus, right? And then you have to add patience. You have to add patience. So you, got, you, you add to your faith. You're adding excellence or virtue. You're adding knowledge. You're adding self-control. You have to have some patience. You know, oh, God, if you don't help me, whew, you have to have patience. Listen, sometimes... I'm going to keep this with me. Sometimes I get on my own nerves. Sometimes you got to have patience with yourself and stop letting the enemy use you to talk about yourself. You are, praise God, you have to have patience with other people. This is scripture. I'm not making this up. You have to learn how to wait. You have to learn how to sit down and be quiet, as my dad used to say. Sit down and be quiet. Because, you know, sometimes we can sit down and still be running our mouth. Oh, help me, Jesus. You have to have patience with the things of God, in the things of God, with your children, with your elders. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you sometimes have to just have to wait. And he said, and then add to that patience, baby, add some godliness. You better add some godliness. Don't just come all up in the church house on two days a week and act like you've been with Jesus all your life. And you go home raising hell and bucking your head at your spouse and calling your kids out their name and calling them the end with the, end with the ER. And you understand what I'm saying? Godliness. 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 The Bible says, great is the mystery of godliness. Hey, I had a, oh, Lord have mercy if you don't help me. I had a conversation with somebody unknowingly. See, this is how the enemy can creep in. Unknowingly, and, and, and they withheld their tongue from somebody that they had an exchange with. And they glorified God, and I told this person that, and I told this person that, and I was just so proud of myself. And da, 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 da. And so I listened, I listened, I said, baby, I love you, and I said this in love. You ain't got no business being proud of yourself of what the Holy Ghost did. Great is the mystery of godliness. God is the Holy Ghost in you that does it. Great, oh, Lord, I ain't trying to go there. Okay, so to your godliness... <laughs> You got to add brotherly kindness. Can you, can you be kind to your brother? When the Bible speaks of brethren and brethren, it's talking about believers. Talking about the, in the New Testament, it's talking about believers, talking about the body of Christ. Can you just be kind? Look, can you just be kind to mother so-and-so that take 20 minutes to get to sit down and she got to put her purse down and then she got to pull out her tissue and get her candies and you got to wait on her but, and seven people got to get up so she can walk down. Can you, hallelujah, can you be kind and not talk about her in the back room when all y'all sitting, oh, y'all don't hear me. Praise God, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness. And I kept reading this scripture and I thought I kept reading it, brotherly love. That's not what it says. He says brotherly kindness, and after brotherly kindness, you add charity or love. There's a difference. Show brotherly kindness to the body, to the believers. But can you love somebody that doesn't look like you? Can you love somebody that doesn't have the same sexual orientation as you? I said I know what's not permitted in the kingdom. I understand that. But can you love somebody? Because the song was, if I be lifted up, I will draw them unto me. If I, if Jesus be lifted up. And this is all I got to say. Oh, my God, you got to help me. If we have been living like this and following this, people would have seen Jesus a long time ago. He might have come back from by now for all we know. I mean, I don't know. Right? So you got to grow. 
You got to grow. We got to grow, y'all. And the second thing we have to do is we have to watch our words. See, having been made in the image and the likeness of our God, we have that same power, that creative power with our words, right? So death and life, I often hear people say life and death are in the power of the tongue, but the scripture says death and life are in the power of the tongue. My belief, this ain't scripture, but my belief is that he puts death first because we speak so much negativity out of our mouths before we speak life and godliness. Praise God. Praise God. So we got to watch our words, right? If you want to show the devil who's in charge of you, let the words of the Lord Jesus Christ empowered and life to by his spirit. When it's life by the spirit of the living God, it'll destroy what it needs to destroy. When you're dealing with a spirit in somebody, oh God, ah, you got to be careful to spare the person and you cast the demon out. Listen, it's like the Japanese blowfish. You know, they take, anybody eat sushi? They've got a handful number of people who know how to carve that fish up so that you can eat the stuff that won't kill you. See, that's what you have to do when you're dealing in the spirit realm. You leave the person whole, but you cut that devil out and you cut that devil off. Leaving them whole, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. That's why we got to watch what we say to people. My Lord and oh my God, I've been married 30 some, some, some years. Listen, can I be real? Can I, no, I'm going to be real with you. I think I spent about 20 of them apologizing. Because this thing had a mouth. And the head would go with it. Right? And so then when God started telling me about my mouth, I'm, you know, I, I'm still... You know, I'm still standing up even though I'm sitting down, right? So, and God knows all of this, but your mouth, my mouth, our mouths, we have no clue how much death we speak on a daily basis. Oh, so-and-so make me sick, then you wonder why you sick. Oh, so-and-so get on my nerves, then you wonder why you got all these issues in your ligaments and in your tendons, and you got all these nerve-ending issues. Uh-huh. Yep, you know what? Let me go on and get this little paycheck, then you why you ain't got no more money to tie. Your time should be increasing on a regular basis. Praise God. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Let me just go on and, and grab this little so-and-so so he can stop getting on my life. Your mouth. My mouth. Our mouth. A devil is not scared of anybody that don't know how to control their mouth and rule their spirit. Mark 11. Huh, my God. And 23 says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart. Well, you know, all we can do is pray. <laughs> well, I prayed, but <laughs> help us, help us, help us. He said, you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea. And you don't doubt in your heart, but you shall believe those things that you say. You believe what's coming out your mouth? You remember that movie, Rush Hour, with Chris Tucker and what's his name? The first thing he said when he goes get the brother off the plane, he said, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? My question to you, people of God, is do you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? Do we understand the death we're causing? How we can spiritually kill somebody? How we can castrate a man and then wonder why he don't want to? So y'all understand, praise Jesus, praise God. It's tight, but y'all will be all right. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So scripture goes on to say, if you believe these things, what you say shall come to pass, then you're going to have whatever you what? Whatever you say out your mouth. Whatever you say, that's what, that's what you're going to have. Oh, you know, we think complaining is, we think that's cute, right? We like being flippant. 
We like being smart mouth. Oh, God, if you don't help us, we, God, we're going to be waiting on Jesus for forever. I don't know. I ain't trying to say I want to die, but, like, I'm red. <laughs> I'm red to go. So the third thing, we grow and we watch our words, right? This truth of scripture, you have to give everything that you have, and we have to be serious about this thing. So it's not just about telling people how much scripture you know or how long you've been in church, and, and, and I'm making this up, I promise, and, and mother, if you're watching, you know I love you. It's used for the glory of God, who's 80-something years old, talking about she read a psalm every night, and I'm like, God, does she read anything else? Does she know anything else? How is she going to fight a devil and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Y'all hear me. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And then you have to listen. He says, watch this. He said, ah. see, see, because we're made in the image of God, we have this creative power. We have this creative power. And I know my words have creative power because scripture tells us that also in, elite, in, in Hebrews uh, 11, 13, if, if you look at that scripture properly. And the third thing we have to do in order to show, because his intention, remember, was for the church to show the principalities and the powers, the manifold wisdom of God. See, see, when, when you behave wisely, the Bible talks about how David behaved, even though Saul tried to kill him, right? Even though didn't nobody, he, he was marrying uh, Saul's uh, daughter, and, you know, she saw him out of a window out of her little vision, right? <laughs> even though he was in a cave with a bunch of losers and people in debt, hallelujah, the Bible still says he behaved himself wisely. See, when we behave ourselves wisely, therein are we showing forth not just the principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this age, but we're letting God know, I hear you, Daddy. I hear you, Father. And I'm walking in your wisdom. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Then you have to give. Malachi 3.10. Y'all know. We know the scripture. We know the scripture. We know it. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove, test, try right? Prove me, test me, try me. Here now, here with, saith the Lord of hosts. He, he is the Lord of hosts. You do realize that these principalities and powers are hosts. He's the Lord of hosts. He's sovereign. He rules supreme. He reigns supreme. Don't get it twisted. But there's still a purpose for this church. You and me, the body of Christ, the household of Christ. Hallelujah. He says, and then see if I will open you up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing more than you have room enough to receive. Have you ever had some? Lord, have mercy. My husband, he's such a good shopper. I'm not, I, listen, he will go and he will find the, he will find the best cut of steak for the lowest amount of money because he knows what day to go to the store. He know what time. And I went with him one time and I watched how him and them ladies and they were, I said, do you really, do you, that's what y'all do. He said, you like them filet mignons, don't you? Right? You like them ribeyes, don't you? Uh, yeah, hey! <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. And so he comes home with this chicken one day, and I'm cleaning it up, and I season it up, and I'm separating it all of that, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is somebody else's chicken. He's like, what do you mean? I said, we don't have any room in the freezer for this. This chicken belongs to somebody else. I hope you hear the Holy Spirit. Them shoes you ain't worn. That size two you can't fit in. That Steve Harvey suit that where the buttons are busting out, that's somebody else's suit. Those somebody else's shoes, that was somebody else's chicken. Hallelujah. You better learn how to give. We better stop becoming hoarders. How have we become hoarders paying rent for storage units and don't even remember what's in there? Praise Jesus. Got to climb over a dresser to get to something that's this big. Praise Jesus. 
I'm serious. You got, we have to learn how to give. And there are three types of giving in Scripture. Praise God. There's a tithe, there's an offering, and there's an alms, right? The good deeds that you do. That ain't nobody supposed to be knowing that you ain't got to be posting all over Facebook with all these selfies and people bound. I'm not talking about nobody. I ain't talking about nobody in particular. I'm just saying, when you do alms deeds, Scripture says you're not to be letting everybody know. I'm talking Scripture. Y'all could be mad at me all day, but I'm talking about Bible. Praise Jesus. Praise God. See, demons not afraid of those who won't tithe. He's not afraid of you. You ain't giving God your 10 cents out of a dollar. You can't tell him nothing. Praise Jesus. The Bible said that he created all things. God created money. He gave us the power to gain wealth. That's what Deuteronomy tells us. If you didn't have strength to get up and go to work every day to make money to give to the financial investor, hallelujah to Jesus, to give your tithe and your offering, it comes from God. It comes from God. It comes from God. And it ought to honor God. It ought to bless God. Hallelujah. We diminish our spiritual authority when we don't walk in obedience. When you, oh God, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, everything we have, hallelujah, it ought to be given to show forth the manifold wisdom of our God. Hey, bless Jesus. Y'all don't want amen, right? <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. So it diminishes our spiritual authority, especially when we don't give God the tithe and then we wonder why, you know, you got holes in our, in our pockets. Praise Jesus. Ah, 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 Acts 10 and 4 says an angel came to visit Cornelius and he was afraid. Now, I don't know you. I've seen an angel before. I have seen one time in my life. And because of what was going on at the time, I wasn't afraid. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Real talk. But he was afraid. And I, I guarantee you, if you ever seen one, you'd be, you'd be, you know, a little afraid too. We don't see angels every day. They're messengers. We don't see them every day. Praise God. Verse 4 says that when Cornelius saw the angel, he was afraid. And he said, what is it, Lord? See, he knew it was the Lord. He knew it was the Lord. And he said to Cornelius, he said, thy prayers and thine alms have come up as a memorial before you. See, God remembers good deeds. And, 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 but this is what Matthew 6 and 1 says. And this is all I'm trying to say is what Scripture is saying. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father. Ah, I hear the Holy Spirit, and I'm going right back. Devil, you ain't slick. Our arms are not to be done so that we can be seen before men. I'm going back to 2 Peter, because I went to verse 7, and the Holy Spirit says to me, this is what 2 Peter 1 and 8 says. We talked about adding to your faith virtue and knowledge and patience and temperance hallelujah excellence and all of those things godliness and brotherly charity and love and this is what he says in verse 8 he said for if these things be in you if they be in you then you are bound and they make you that you shall neither be barren that means useless or fruit unfruitful in the knowledge of our god jesus christ our lord jesus christ he said but he that lacks these things and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Have you forgotten, not just your old sins, the ones you committed like three minutes ago when you didn't like what I said, <laughs> right? But wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your, he says, but you have lacked these things, you're blind if you lack these things. I'm not saying this. He said, we're blind if we lack these things and we cannot see afar off. Who doesn't want vision? 
every day of my life, I ask God for deep insight and great foresight. I ask him to give me wisdom for my journey today because I don't know what I need to know. Right? I don't know what I need to know. He said, you cannot see afar off and you have forgotten that he has purged you from our old sins. And so these things must abound in us, beloved. We have to grow. Hallelujah. I don't need to be here long to say what he said. I'm not going to add. I'm not going to take away. Hallelujah. We have to grow. We have to watch what comes out of our mouths, and we have to give. And so when you're giving, you got to give everything you got. Baby, I'm glad that you use that saxophone and give everything you got to let the devils know that this is unto the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you can prophesy with instruments. Hallelujah. Right? <laughs> and so, beloved, I just want you to understand, you got to give everything you got to show forth the manifold wisdom of God to the principalities and powers. Every skill set you have, all the knowledge you have, all the spirituality you walk in, hallelujah. All your mind, all your intellect. In Jesus' name, I'm begging you. I'm beseeching you to give it everything you've got. In Jesus' name, blessed to be. 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 Lift your hands. If the police had assumed the position, you would know exactly what that meant. Assume the position. Father, in the name of I, Jesus, the name that's above everything that has a name, that name, God, we are praying and asking you to bless us, your people, to do what we need to do and how we need to do it to show forth your manifold wisdom, not how bright we are, your manifold wisdom, the sanctity of your knowledge, the fact that you have foreknowledge, the fact that you can take a dream and speak to us. The fact that we can see a number in the clouds in the sky and know exactly what you're telling us to do and how much to give, that kind of wisdom, bless Jesus. We receive, God, this instruction from the spirit of the living God. And God, we are asking you in Jesus' name to help us use everything you have given us to do just that, empowered by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. Come on, saints, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate with our sister this morning. Whoa! Hallelujah, hallelujah! I can tell you this, I have heard a word from the Lord today. I have heard a word from the Lord today. Come on, let's just celebrate the Lord with us. What a great word God has given unto the house. And I just appreciate God, and I appreciate the woman of God. I want to extend an invitation today. If you're looking for a place to worship, whether you're online or whether you're here in the sanctuary, you're looking for a church family, I want to extend Shiloh as a place of worship. I want to send this opportunity not only to have a place to worship, but people to worship with, and a Jesus who is a Savior to serve, because the Lord is worthy to be praised and he's worthy to be served. 
and the God that she just preached about is available to you. And so with your heads bowed even now, as you're praying for someone maybe online, maybe praying for someone who's in the sanctuary who wants to give their life to Christ, I want you to take this opportunity now. If you're here in the sanctuary and you want to give your life to Christ, if you slip your hands up after the worship is complete, we will pray with you and get your information. I want you to know we are here for you today. Oh, let's just say it. I, I, I surrender all to thee my blessed Savior I surrender let's just say it one more time want everybody just lift your hands and surrender I surrender Come on, let's worship him right now. I, I oh, bless your name, God. Hey, oh, to thee. your hands together you love him today I want to invite those online and those of you here in the sanctuary if you want to give I want you to give you can give by Givelify by cash app or you can mail your gifts in those of you who are in the sanctuary I want to invite you to leave your gifts with the ushers on the way out today as you get ready to leave but because we are giving in this unusual fashion, I pause now in worship to pray over it, to bless it. I'm not so much worried about receiving it. It's on you to do it. You know, we, in years past, we would uh, do tactics to get people to give, you know, almost like a public shaming. We put in exact amount you gave so everybody would know. No, we don't need to do that. It's between you and the Lord. I think, I think Doc Chen said it so well when she said that, that you don't need anybody to see what you're doing to do what you know is right. Because if God sees it, that's the only one that really counts. The rest of these folk might give you a side look, but God will give you a blessing. And the blessing you want is from the Lord. So I want to bless it, though. I do want to bless it. Father, we honor you. We thank you for our gifts and our seeds and our tithes and our offerings. Thank you for those, Lord, who see it not robbery to support the work of ministry and the body of Christ. We ask that you bless us even now. As we give, let us give as unto you.
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and give it back to us a hundredfold and beyond and even with divine favor in Jesus name and everyone that agrees said amen amen and amen put your hands together beloved I want to again thank Reverend Dr. Chin what a wonderful word you know for some of you, when I use, when I use her married name of Chen, you might not recognize it. Her mother was a longtime member. Her parents were here. Her brother's a deacon here. We, we are her sister-in-law. Amen. We are we are so great and blessed to hear. Her maiden name was Potter. Amen. Dr. Linda Potter Chen. <laughs> I don't want to leave Deke out over there. Deke said, I've been with her 30 years. I, she can use my name now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Love you all. You may please be seated for just a moment in the sanctuary. I want to call up now um, the president of the Connecticut State Deacons Alliance. and uh, He's going to bring up the president of the, the National Baptist Deacons Alliance at some point with him. And I want to just celebrate today our own, one of our senior deacons, and that's Deacon William Wiggins. Uh, before the pandemic ever hit, the Alliance wanted to honor Deacon Wiggins for his many years of work. Deacon Wiggins has not been in the best of health of late, and he's going through some challenges right now, but we still want to honor him today. And even while, amen, <laughs> members of his family have come to honor him. He, can't, he couldn't be with us this morning but I'm so glad he was able to be out yesterday to celebrate with his grandson. And I'm glad that his wife, our wonderful senior deaconess, you know her real well, Phyllis Wiggins is here. So she's gonna receive the, on his behalf, but I wanna call up, first of all, Deacon Charlie Jones, and he'll introduce this moment of our time. Let's celebrate with Deacon Charlie Jones. He's from Mount Airy Baptist Church in Bridgeport, my good friend. The Reverend Dr. Anthony Bennett is senior pastor. Let's hear from our brother right now. Amen. Good morning, Shiloh. Bishop Watts, thank you, sir, for allowing us to participate in your worship experience today. To Lady Watts, again, happy birthday, ma'am. I saw it on Facebook yesterday. To our honoree today, Deacon William Wiggins, to Deaconess Phyllis Wiggins, to Deacon Medina, to Deacon's Ministry of Shiloh, to Shiloh Baptist Church family. Good morning, I am Deacon Charlie Jones, president of the Connecticut Baptist Deacons Alliance, Women's Auxiliary and Youth Department. We come today to uh, celebrate with you today and honor one of our long-term members, Deacon William Wiggins. Deacon William Wiggins has been a faithful and dedicated servant of God. He has served our organizations faithfully through the years as well as, as he served here at Shiloh. He's served in many capacities in our organization. His last capacity was as treasurer. And you know how we are. When you're dealing with the money, everybody's on you. So he, and he, he held us down to the dime. He said, the money ain't right. I got to straighten that out. I said, no problem, Deke. Sometimes we'd be finished with the meeting, and he'd be still sitting there figuring out the money, him and Deacon Potter. And they said, no, money got to be right before we leave this place. So, but he's, uh, he's always on duty. Uh, he served faithfully on, as far as I know, six presidents, and that's hard to do when you deal with that much transition over the years. And on today, we want to recognize our brother, Deacon William Wiggins, for his service to our organization. 
Deaconess Wiggins, could you come forward at this time, please? plaque to present to Deacon William Wiggins. It says, to Deacon William Wiggins, an appreciation for your years of dedicated service to the Connecticut Baptist Deacons Alliance, Women's Auxiliary and Youth Department, presented on this day, August 8th, 2021. I got, I got left, I left something back there, I got to
he's a fine, very fine man. Uh, and I also want to thank the minister for today. Give honor to God today because he's worthy to be praised. Let me say to uh, the family, Deacon Wiggins, and I call him Deacon William Henry Wiggins. <laughs> Nobody knows that but us, don't we? <laughs> uh, I just want to thank you so much for uh, a long jeopardy of friendship. We've had over 50 years of friendship traveling and uh, we went to Chicago and to California, Mississippi, Mississippi to Carolinas. I mean, we just go on and on. And the family and the children, uh, we have had a wonderful relationship and we're still having that relationship. I just miss him today. I thought he was gonna be here, but I understand, you know, when we get older, things happen in our lives and we can't predict that, but to God be the glory Amen. that he's still with us. Amen. So I bring you greetings from the National Baptist Deacons Convention of America, USA, and its auxiliaries, women auxiliary. Uh, thank Deacon Jones, who's my sixth vice president of this uh, national uh, body. And Deacon S. Fiddles Wiggins, you're the president of the women's local. Amen. Amen. So we appreciate you. I, amen. I thought I would. Amen. I thought I would uh, uh, read to you uh, a scripture that uh, he and I kind of relates to. And I had this scripture for it, and the Lord put this in my spirit. So here I have in Proverbs 18:24, it says that a man that have friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That's Deacon Wiggins, y'all. That's, that's my man. <laughs> my golfing buddy, my friend, he is my man. And he's got some friends in here. Golfing Lee Elijah is one of our golfing buddies. And uh, we have played many years of golf. Fletch is back there? Oh, he's got him. So him and he and let me tell you a little secret. Deacon Wiggins and Deacon uh, Wiggins and Fletcher, uh, I got so that I was beating on both of them at, uh, up front. But then I say, okay, I'll play both of y'all. <laughs> and I did. And week after week, they were beating up on me. I got tired of them cats beating up on me. I said, look, no more strokes, no more, I ain't giving you nothing. I say, I'm not playing you guys no more. We gonna play independent, individually, cause I just got tired of them beating up on me. <laughs> But Jesus was known as a friend of ministers, and he, was, and he has promised, never will I leave you, and never will I forsake you. Jesus is truly the friend who sticketh closer than a brother, and blessed are those who have him as their friend. How many good friends do you have? That's a good question. How many good friends do you have? The answer tells us how friendly you are. Do you have a very close friend? They are more special than a brother. Friendliness is a two-way street, and if you are lacking a friend, it is your fault. Not mine, not Deacon Jones, not Pastor Bishop Watts, 
but your fault because if you can't show yourself friendly, you do not have a friend. So a friend that's sticking closer than a brother in Proverbs 18:24, there are two powerful truths brought to my attention from this verse. The first one is the condition of friendship. A man that have friends must show himself friendly. That's the first part of this. Uh, Deacon Wiggins is that kind of person who loves you unconditionally. Anybody can go to Deacon Wiggins and say, man, you know, I need a dollar. He'll give you 10, he'll give you 99 cents if he got that much in his pocket. But Phyllis don't let him have no more than a dollar, so y'all won't get that dollar. <laughs> so his job is not to get people to like him. His job is to like people. If you want friends, don't try to get people to like you, just like them. And he's that kind of guy. He just likes people. So when you love people and show genuine interest in them, you have a friend. This is the kind of person he is. We have traveled across the United States for many years with our wives and our children and have been friends for over 50 years and we have never had a falling out. Isn't that all right? Man, we've been friends all that long. I can't say, I can't, I, man, I, I never, I, this is that kind of guy. We have a the senior deacon on the board here at Shiloh, and this brother, I never had no, no faults with this problem, with him. So Jesus is the one truly who chose himself friendly in every way. That's what Wiggins is all about. So does Deacon Wiggins, and the second part of this scripture is the constancy of a friend, meaning having the quality of being faithful and dependable. One of his favorite songs, I Can Depend On God. Y'all heard that song. The men, he used to sing that at this, uh, with the male chorus here of Shiloh. And the other one that he likes is, in your grace and mercy brought me through. Now he likes that too. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but that, he is a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. And another one that I want to say is that he loved Jesus. And so if he loved Jesus, he loved you as a friend. No matter whether you uh, 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 he know you or not, he always has a kind word for someone. So I, I, and he, he, in that song, he said, I can depend on God. I see him up there shaking. I can depend on God. <laughs> Y'all know that's what he did. I'm not talking out of school. So brotherhood is one of the strongest relationships we know. This friend is steadfast. That's Deacon Wiggins. Some friends are closer than a person's human brother. Jesus' brother was not always his friend, and Christ's true friend was seldom his brother's. The Bible says that a friend loveth at all times. In Proverbs 17, 17, a friend who will stand with you and support you in good times as well as bad. Remember, Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He is the friend of the friendless. He was called a friend of sinners. Songwriter wrote, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Isn't that all right? Doesn't that sound like Deacon Wiggins to y'all? I know he does. You don't have to tell me. I already know that that sounds just like that brother. Amen. A, a true friend won't forsake you in the hours of need. 
A true friend won't forget you. Jesus told not to forget them. Jesus wants to be your friend. He is a friend of both to the men and to the women, to the lost and the left out. He is a friend of God and sinners and as well as saints. It doesn't matter to him about what you've done or who you are. He proved his friendship by dying for you on the cross. John 15, 13, as I come to a close, greater love is this, is no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend. I'm thankful for every earthly friend I have, but I have no dearer friend than Jesus. May God bless and keep you forever and ever. Amen. Deacon Earl Wilson, President of the National Baptist Deacon Convention of America, USA. God bless you. from Trinity, Trinity Missionary Baptist Church, Debbie. blessings. Whatever happens in your life today, may your experience be filled with bright blessings. 
If you made mistakes, may those mistakes be illuminated with wisdom and forgiveness. And may your heart be filled with gratitude for whatever gifts you receive today. Prase Elder Yvonne Hall. And could all the family please stand up while I read this, please? Family, all my family. And those that are at home, they're staying there. Some of my children are home. They're staying there with their father. So just, uh, you stand too at home. <laughs> Thanks to the Connecticut Baptist Deacons Alliance for allowing this moment to happen so that Deacon William Wiggins, husband, father, grandfather, great-grandfather, and last but not least, a great-great-grandfather, <clears throat> brother, brothers, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, uncle, cousin, and a friend. <clears throat> May we thank God for the um, Connecticut Baptist Deacons Alliance for letting him enjoy his flowers while he can smell them. We the family are very proud of the accomplishments he has made over the years while serving in the Alliance for many years. He devoted his life to God as a servant. We can't thank the Alliance enough for acknowledging what he has done. May God be a comfort, peace, and give him further comfort when we know for Deacon Wiggins. We love you, Deke, your family. member of the Connecticut Baptist Deacons Alliance Women's Auxiliary Youth Department. That means he's still a full active member as he's able to participate with our, in our meetings and such, but he no longer has to pay annual dues or any assessments that we have, but he's still part of our organization. We just want to let him know that, you know, you come as you're able to come, Deacon, and participate as he's able to participate. Thank you. Oh, thank the Lord. Come on, let's give him a big hand. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's celebrate our deacon. Mother Wiggins, let me just say this. You have been a model wife. You have been a great confidant and supporter for your husband, and you have loved him through these difficult days and uh, your family, like I at the gate now, rise up and call you blessed. And we thank you so much for loving on him and for his loving you and selecting you as his wife so that you brought forth this wonderful family. And I want you to know that as a senior deaconess in this church, you have modeled what it means to be a woman of God. And we honor you. As your pastor, I'm proud to salute you today and to thank God for you as a great woman of God because you have stood tall and you have proven not only what it means to serve others outside of your home, but to serve within your home. 
and every woman and everyone that ever loved anyone should really take great lessons and great care to note how God has used her to minister within her home in these last few years. We love you and we celebrate you. thank all of you for being here and I thank you all for sharing with us this special time as we've been together. L, we, we counted not robbery of any of our time to be here and to share during this time because this, we don't get these days often and we need to remember and celebrate one another. I don't know how many times we'll get a chance to do that, but whenever you do, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Would you just look around the room and just wave at somebody? You don't have to touch them, just wave at them. It's all about fellowship. It's so good to see you all. Amen. Some of you haven't seen since the pandemic. Amen. Connie, Larry, Mitchells, y'all, I see y'all. I want y'all to see. Hey, what's up there, bro? Winston, getting ready. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing, sister? Help me. Amen. We love all of you. I want you to know we love you. We appreciate you. I am just, again, delighted that on um, this weekend, I also had an opportunity to celebrate my wife's 55th birthday, double nickel. I was teasing her yesterday. I said, you can't reverse it because it's a double nickel. <laughs> There's nothing you can do with it. It is what it is. <laughs> and next year, you won't want to reverse it. So <laughs> it is what it is. Amen. That's why I married me a young woman. She's young. 